It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Comedy Alive from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. A big Friday episode of Fox Across America. Hosted by your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. A man who's not trying to give away another $38 billion worth of student loans. Joe Biden getting shut down by the Supreme Court. Now working around that ruling to try a different way to hand people who took out loans money on behalf of the people who didn't take out the money. This guy's a serious ass. A lot of people feel that way. We'll discuss it as well as the laughable explanation by the Secret Service for the cocaine in the White House. Going to be a banger of a Friday We've got Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich. He's the former Attorney General. He is going to stop by to weigh in on the ridiculousness of the CIA not being able to solve that crime. And Andy Biggs, Arizona Congressman, the man who stood toe-to-toe with Christopher Wray this past week, talking about the malfeasance at the FBI. And we will, of course, also get into John Kerry and the climate change racket, which, if it had a motto, it would be, please give us money. Now, of course, over here, uh, 888-788-9910. We'd like your phone calls. We don't want your money. You've seen the things I'm going to spend it on. Bad sport coats, <laughs> beer and spare ribs. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through it's life. It's been so. a great way for me to go through life, and I'm excited to go through it with you on a Friday. So, yes, 888-788-9910. You know the show has one rule. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Happy Friday, everybody. I don't know uh, across the country how intimately familiar you are with the Gilgo Beach killer. But there was a serial killer who's essentially been out there in one form or another for what seems like 20 years. Uh, They never quite had a confident lead in the case. But we are here to tell you, Fox News can confirm, that the Gilgo Beach killer has been caught all these years later. Thank you. Addition by subtraction. Lock him up. Throw away the key. The man was accused of, I believe, upwards of 13 murders of prostitutes. Garbage like you just makes me sick. The press conference is scheduled for after we go off the air today. But as we get little dribs and drabs and updates, uh, we will, of course, be updating it live right here on the show because the whole hook of the show is if it's happening in America, we're going to talk about it here. Fox Across America, your family meeting. I am your radio deadbeat dad trying to hold his life together. You know, you ever sat at that dinner table where your dad comes home at night and uh, you don't know anything about alcohol, but you know he's speaking differently tonight. And you're like, that can't be good. (laughs) That's me. Although I'm not slurring my speech from alcohol. Just got a lot going on at the moment. Uh, Some of it includes TV time. Tonight you will see me. Uh, I'm scheduled to be on with Jesse Waters in the 7 p.m. hour. Pending the breaking news, I may wind up with Pierce Morgan in the 8 p.m. hour. There's a lot of moving parts right now, but I'll get you up to speed on all of them as the show progresses. We begin, of course, in the White House, where you heard this yesterday. The Secret Service flat out telling us they don't know 
They don't know whose cocaine it was. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. I'm only circling back to this story for two reasons, okay? One, we should point out some clarification. Everybody's like, well, with all the cameras in the White House, how do you not know who it was? Now, let's give them some credit, okay? Because if you watch Joe Biden's speeches, he does shake hands at the end with a lot of invisible people. Biden's lost his marbles. I I mean, for all we know, one of those invisible guys brought in the coke. They're never going to catch him. So I'd give him the benefit of the doubt if it was, in fact, one of the invisible users. But to be clear, I don't actually believe those invisible people are there. Although I got to be honest, I have a fairly good feeling that your president does. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. uh, We talked about this last night on Hannity. I was on Sean Hannity with Dagan McDowell. We had a great time. If you didn't see the clip, it's on the Fox Across America website. You can always check it out. But after the announcement was made, a lot of people weighed in. Some of them were incredulous Republicans like myself, Byron Donalds. I'll play you one of his clips. He was on the show yesterday. But they also got some blowback from MSNBC of all places who were like, come on, man. What is this? What's going on? (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) Let's start with Andrew Weissman, who's a clown who was very heavily involved in running the Mueller probe about Russian collusion. It was made up by these sick people. Totally. Okay, totally made up. Russian collusion totally made up. But Andrew Weissman, to his credit, as partisan as they come, a dyed-in-the-wool deep-state shill, everybody who embarrassed the intelligence community in the Department of Justice during the Mueller probe, got a golden parachute at either MSNBC and CNN. They were rewarded at the end of the day, which is, again, why we can't have nice things in this country. But to Andrew Weissman's credit, he at least spoke to the perception this creates of the Secret Service, clip 11. To me, the Secret Service here looks like they can't find a dead cow in a closet. I mean, this is really just not a sufficient investigation. I'm, by the way, not saying, oh, Joe Biden had a bag here or Hunter Biden. But you should do more than just say um, there were no fingerprints or DNA on the evidence, and we looked at surveillance logs, and we didn't see somebody actually leaving it there, which is, seems highly unlikely. How about interviewing people? Um, Why and wouldn't it, they? Exactly. I mean, this this is one where you would do that. And what's even more, and frankly, I would say suspicious, because it's such bad law enforcement. You interview people, but you know what you don't do before you interview people? Publicly say that there's no DNA evidence and no fingerprints. He's not wrong, okay? They didn't do an actual investigation, which means they don't want to know the truth. Correct the mundo. That's what we're dealing with here, okay? There's no investigation. Why? Because they're terrified of where it could go. You understand if it's a high-ranking member of the administration— one of the few people that could get into that area without going through dogs, without going through detectors. Okay, if it's a high security clearance member of the administration, that's obviously a huge embarrassment, not to mention the fact that it would be a crime to have it in the White House or near the Situation Room. But the other issue becomes, as we said yesterday, if in fact it's Hunter Biden's. Now, again, I don't know why anyone would suspect the guy who has 2,000 pictures on the Internet of himself doing crack. I don't know why anyone would expect him of doing the crack. I mean, I, you know, I don't... I don't mean to jump to conclusions here. It's crazy, you know. I was saying this to Dave Landau yesterday. This is like 
you know, there's tomato sauce spilled all over the highway. And everybody's like, nah, couldn't have happened from the Pizza Hut truck down the block. No way. I don't know why anybody would be looking into the Pizza Hut truck with all this tomato sauce all over the highway. Quite frankly, I think that's irresponsible reporting. What the White House often does, okay, what the Democratic Party often does is they're trafficking in projection. And so much of their work gets done through the work of through the use of words and leveraging. So Corrine Jean-Pierre got up there last week and was like, frankly, I think it's irresponsible for you to ask about the family. But the truth is, it was the most responsible thing you could do. I think he's got a point. It's the mo- <laughs> Wait, what? We're not supposed to ask if the guy whose drug use is broadcast all over the Internet around the world? Whether or not it could possibly be his cocaine? Are you stupid or something? Look, folks. A housewife has been murdered. Now, I want you to get out there and interview everybody except the guy in the white Bronco driving down the highway at 35 miles an hour. Do not uh, do not interview under any circumstances the former NFL star in the Bronco whose wife has turned up dead. It's frankly irresponsible to even suggest you would. Now, get out there and interview everyone else on the highway. That's what's going on here. Byron Donalds crashed our show yesterday. We had Kat Kamek on. But he jumped on the phone himself and Representative Corey Mills because this is a fun show. People like to come on, okay? Again, we take the country seriously. We're just not as angry as a lot of the other shows out there in talk radio. Sometimes that helps. People who program stations that are like visionaries, the Paul Gleisers, even the Jerry Evans of the world, the Richard Meachams of the world, the Vince Benedettos of the world. I can go on chapter and verse. Jay Filippone, if he doesn't send me so many freaking cookies. Okay, you talk about Paul Anderson, the great people I've met and hung out with. And I owe you shit. Bruce Maduri, I could name everybody who owns a station. So if I didn't get to you, I will. Pretend it's the Oscars, the orchestra's playing, and i got to move on. But the point is the people who really got the show took a chance on it, like the show's doing really well. But there are a lot of people out there that are horrified from deviating away from the business model of, like, we got these old angry guys yelling, and it works. People have been tuning in. But the point I'm trying to make to the people who prefer the angry guy yelling is you can't grow. You cannot grow the movement, OK, by screaming at people. You cannot take the parameters of common sense and expand them to include people who wouldn't traditionally frequent talk radio. Ergo, your idea tent if we're just doing this one note belligerence, okay, I, as a guy who's trying to help the country, don't get on the radio and try to create Republicans. I probably do by accident more than anybody else on the radio because they just see that we're reasonable and we're having fun and we're an idea party as opposed to a grievance party. That just so happens to be the whole frickin' hook of the show. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> But the point is, when Byron Donalds crashed the show yesterday to be a part of that chicanery, that productive chicanery, okay, we were talking about just the insanity, the insanity of the Secret Service wanting you to believe this was a thorough investigation and we'd just never be able to figure it out. Okay, understand what, why this matters, okay? A bag of white powder is found in the White House. Now, at the moment it's found, do they know what that white powder happens to be? The answer would be no. So you understand, could be anthrax, could be fentanyl, could be anything. They don't know. All they know is it has eluded their sensors. Okay, now there's only one way for it to elude their sensors. It's for people who didn't have to go through them. Only way. The dogs would have detected it. It's the only way. So you've already narrowed your pull down to just the people who avoid the sensors. Okay. now you look at your cameras and you see just the people who happen to be in that area. 
Then you look at your cell phone data, and you know what that tells you? Whose cell phones happen to hit off that area. You know what you do after that? You ask everybody who falls into those pools to take a drug test. Why? Because if they won't take a drug test, there's a damn good chance they got something to hide. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. But the bigger issue here is they're asking you to believe that a bag of white powder got into the White House. We don't know what it was, and we're not going to find out who got it in or how. Okay, that would, that's an open admission. They're being derelict in their duty to protect the White House which we know is not the case. They're not really throwing their hands up and going, never figure this one out. They've already figured it out. All they're throwing their hands up and doing right now is, we're not telling you. You are correct, sir. They know whose it is. Okay, it is the White House, the most secure location in America. They don't sit around and go, wow, we couldn't figure out how to protect the White House on this one. Better not find out who eluded our censors. Better not figure out how this powder got in. You know, because this would potentially enable them to get other things in, like poisonous substances or bombs or bugs or things that could be an actual national security threat to the White House. We better just stop investigating that sort of thing. Dude, if you make a prank call to the White House, there's a guy knocking on your door. Okay, if you want to believe that you snuck a mysterious white powder into the White House, got past the censors. Somehow eluded the cameras, the cell phone data, the DNA, which, again, if there's no fingerprints on the bag, you know what that means? That means they want you to believe the drug dealer and the user use tweezers to handle the bag. Come on. Don't bullshit me. And if you're telling me, no, 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 they could have worn gloves. Oh, really? So how about we look at the video of everybody who entered the White House wearing a pair of gloves? Okay, the God's honest truth is there weren't any. They know the answer to this. And it's not that they think you're stupid. It's not. They go, oh, they think they're stupid. They think we'll fall for this. It's not actually true. People who phrase it that way are wrong. It's not that they're stupid. It's that they don't care if you're smart. We've gotten past the point of the government fearing us. We're now made to fear the government. And one of the ways they've achieved that is by turning politics into such a hyper-partisan sport that half the country lets them get away with it. Ergo, there's not a hell of a whole lot the rest of the country can do. Okay, the Democrats don't want this investigated. They don't want this prosecuted because, heaven forbid, it comes back to the family or a high-ranking member of the administration. That's a political loss. You understand? They don't want a political loss. They can't hand that to the dreaded Republicans. We hate these people. That's the way they see the world. And as long as the FBI, as long as the DOJ has 50 percent or at least the majority it needs not to be forced into investigating this, they're never going to. That's why I'm telling you the way we do politics in this country is so broken, because if the only result is to make sure our party wins in the end, every single one of us is going to walk away a loser. You're absolutely right. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Friday afternoon all over the country. And the circus is back in town. Listen to this clown stuff out of Anna Navarro on The View. In regards to the White House cocaine, this is kind of hilarious. 
So is this more fodder for the Republican machine, no conspiracy what, machine? No matter what the, the answer would have been, they were always going to blame uh, Hunter Biden. As I said before, and I'm going to continue saying, we're going to see it for the next year. They are weaponizing Hunter Biden against his dad as an effective tool to get his dad to lose his cool and to get his dad to, you know, feel the heartache. They're going to weaponize Hunter Biden. It has nothing to do with Hunter Biden, but you can hear that said a hundred times. And people who want to believe it are still going to believe that. Well, okay. And there's people who might believe that it was planted for somebody mm -hmm. so that then they could advance the Hunter Biden narrative. Who knows? So the but bottom line is there are no answers. What would you do with a brain if you had one? What a fair question to ask Anna Navarro. So what's so fascinating about that clip really quick is Joy Behar says, so is this going to be the narrative for the Republican conspiracy crowd for the next year? And then it ends with Anna Navarro saying, you know, some people believe they could have planted it in the White House to frame Hunter Biden. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> you believe these conspiracy folks? And then she follows up, do you believe these conspiracy folks with a conspiracy? It's unbelievable. And understand, okay, when you hear the terms like weaponizing, they throw those, those terms are there to give low information people permission to tune out the subject matter. That's how the left manipulates language. They'll say like, far right. And you go, oh, the far right. Oh, we probably shouldn't hear what they have to say. But there's no actual barrier or boundary as to where they do and don't apply that. You understand? They are language manipulators. You understand the Inflation Reduction Act increased inflation, but they passed it as such. Why? Because people didn't want to vote against inflation reduction. What do you mean? Inflation's killing us. We got to vote against it. So what did they do? They shoehorned the biggest climate change bill in the history of this country under the guise of inflation reduction. What a fraud. Yeah, screwed everybody over. Nobody wanted to pay for it. Nobody cared about climate change. We're going to talk about it later in the show. John Kerry testified yesterday. It's hilarious clown stuff. But this is who the left has become. You understand there's supposed to be certain points. Okay, like to be clear, when they said Trump colluded with Russia, okay, most people assume they were full of it because they had shown during the election that nothing was out of bounds when it came to stopping the guy, digging up like private conversations on an Access Hollywood tour bus 10 years earlier. It was like absurd. Okay, but understand if Trump had been found guilty of Russian collusion, there would have been plenty of Republicans being like, yeah, you can't do that. But in this instance, he wasn't. On the Democratic side of town, we now know for a fact the FBI, okay, killed the Hunter Biden laptop story, meaning it was true, meaning he was doing business, meaning he was selling influence. And everyone on that side of town swept it under the rug and then went back to telling us that they were just trying to protect the country. You are so full of sh**.
It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. The charade at the White House rambles on for another day. It's such a dumb time to be alive. Alex is paying attention. He's out in Brooklyn. Yo, Alex. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for taking the call. You know, actually, a few years ago, at the end of Obama's term, I once made a prank call to one of these scam companies where they offer you a warranty. So they have numbers. If you call by accident, you end up calling their office. And they offered me, because they thought I dialed the wrong number, a $100 gift certificate. I just have to get $5 in exchange, you know, to pay for the delivery and the shipping. So I told them my name was Johnny Walker. And then they asked me, where do they deliver it to? So I said, you could send it either to the Pentagon or the White House. Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you serious? I said, what do you mean? You don't believe me? I'm telling you. So then they started, you know, asking me the address thing. And at the end of the call, I told him, so you got to send it to the to the scotch department at the White House. And he's like, are you are you playing a prank call on me? I said, no, listen, Johnny Walker is very much at work in the White House <laughs> and and in the Pentagon and the Capitol when it comes to politicians. But now I would have to change that, and I have to find a name of, of a cocaine company that has the name of a person because that's what's going on with the White House. you got cocaine there. Um, and it's a very important story. Uh, a lot of people in the media and a lot, even some Republicans, I hear them saying like, oh, the fentanyl, the cocaine at the White House, okay, it's, a, it's a big deal, but we got to move on from it. It's already two weeks. The thing is that the scandal is still raging because they're covering it up. The problem is not that the cocaine was found over there. Even if it was Hunter Biden's, it wouldn't be the news anymore if they weren't covering it up for either Hunter Biden or someone else from the family or a staff member. That is the biggest issue with the cocaine there. Yep. It's the cover up. It's a cover up like we've never seen before. You got the most secure house in the world, probably. And they can't get footage of someone dropping a bag of coke in a, in a room. Like it's, it's media. Yep. They're like, oh, we believe it. Alex, you're so peppy. I think you're on cocaine today. Uh, actually, I did drink two cups of wine because I'm I'm working out summer at some <laughs> wine shop. I'm All right, serious. listen. I didn't need anything. We can't hold that against you. I mean, if wine consumption certainly not out of bounds for this show. I mean, during broadcast hours, no. Uh, not that anyone would know the difference based on the overall quality of the show. But, Alex, we will see this through. We're going to continue to look into this because somebody's got to. Bottom line. So you keep swagging that Pinot Noir, and we'll talk to you sooner. Right, brother? There okay, thank you. And by the way, it's going to yeah. come out. The truth is going to come out oh. just like the FBI whistleblowers, right? And you're going to have some Secret Service agents that are good people. They're going to say, uh, hey, here's the true story about this. We weren't allowed to say this. We had to cover it up. And then the media, they're going to be so shocked, just like with a Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, they're just like, going to say so but, many things. I know, but they're going to be like, yeah, the guy's a MAGA loyalist. It's like anything else. They're not going to tell us the truth on this, ever. There's not, they're not. And if it comes out, they're going to discredit the guy who tells it to us. I'm telling you, it's a weird. It's a, this, is, this is a weird one because they would know. They would absolutely know who did this. There's kind of It's almost impossible not to know who did this is the point. So the fact that they're giving us a non-answer means they can't even give us a fake answer because there's the off chance that it could come out that they didn't tell us the truth. So they'd rather just say, we can't figure it out, when in fact we know that they did. Good stuff, Alex. Be well. Uh, 888-788-9910. We will try to get to some of your calls later. You don't have to drink two glasses of wine to be a part of the show, but it'd probably make more sense to you if you did. I think Alex is leading the way in showing you how to consume this content. (laughs) I think Alex has figured it out, uh, to be clear. 
One of the other scams going on in Washington is not the game of whose line is it anyway. It's the fact that just weeks after the Supreme Court struck down student loan forgiveness, the Biden administration, let me read this back to you really quick, is trying to float it yet again. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. Oh, they're so stupid. Okay, so let me give you this one. New tactic coming out of the Biden administration. The Department of Education announced it's going to begin notifying more than 804,000 borrowers that they have $39 billion in federal student loans that will be automatically discharged in the coming weeks. Now, why are they doing that? Okay, 804,000 borrowers. Why are they doing that? Because they're trying to buy their votes. Tell them like it is. Okay, a lot of these voters will be located in key swing areas, inner cities, stuff of that nature that tend to vote Democrat at a time when they are losing their most vital source of support. The thing that carries them in elections is minority voters. They're losing them in double digits because of the poor job they're doing delivering for those communities. So what they're going to try to do is buy some votes with your tax dollars. Here it is. Miguel Cardona, Education Secretary, saying in a statement, For far too long, borrowers fell through the cracks of a broken system that failed to keep accurate track of their progress towards forgiveness. Today, the Biden-Harris administration taking another historic step to right these wrongs and announcing $39 billion in debt relief for another 804,000 borrowers. Now, the way these things are framed, ah, it's debt relief. Ah, it's loan forgiveness. Okay, again, fancy word use. But the problem we come back to is the debt, okay, the loan, none of it is relieved. None of it is forgiven. That's true. That is true. None of it, okay? Student loan forgiveness would imply what? That the colleges, they forgave the loans. We're good. <laughs> no, this is not the White House saying, hey, you're charging too much for commit for tuition. You're ripping these kids off. They're in massive debt. They can't get jobs with any of the degrees you sold them. So giving back some of the money, that's not what they're doing. In fact, they're encouraging colleges to charge even more and plunge people into even more debt for these degrees that don't come with a commensurate job by just simply passing the cost of those loans onto the people who didn't take them out. That's not right. But that's what they're doing. Student loan forgiveness is the guy who took out the loan gets it forgiven by the taxpayer who didn't. So you're essentially getting a bill in the mail from Applebee's for a meal you didn't eat. Hey, these guys went out to dinner on the 9th. Probably shouldn't have. It was a little financially irresponsible. Do me a favor. You pick up 30% of this. Can you at least put a chicken finger in the envelope? Can I get a mozzarella stick? Maybe some fried raviolis or something like that? You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're a fat f- Look at you. I don't know, man. I'm trying to turn it around. But the point is, let me give you this. This is more Cardona. By fixing past administration failures, we're ensuring everyone gets the forgiveness they deserve, just as we have done for public servants, students who were cheated by their colleges and borrowers with permanent disabilities, including veterans. This administration will not stop fighting to level the playing field in higher education. Leveling the playing field in higher education, okay? The Supreme Court tried to do that by eliminating affirmative action because that meant every group in this country was going to be charged uh, and considered equally they were no longer going to be considered lesser thans as affirmative action did. Hey, we're letting you folks in based on the color of your skin because you can't get in on your own. That's not empowerment. That's not equality. That's infantilizing somebody. Okay, of course, the Democrats were against it because they don't actually want to live in a colorblind society because then they can't continue to weaponize color at every single turn. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, but understand 
when they come back to this forgiveness, it's more of the same scam. Okay, they're just trying to find a way to reach out to minority groups, okay, to the groups that traditionally turn out and vote Democrat, younger voters, stuff like that, under the premise that they've been oppressed, they've been wronged by society, and only the Democrats can help them. The reason student loans, the reason they are now financially incentivizing people to vote Democrat is because if you're looking at the poll numbers, when it comes to Joe Biden, he's desperate. They're really desperate right now. Okay, you're talking about a president that 70 percent of the country doesn't even want to run again, let alone elect. But you know, the way politics works is they don't just quit and go home. They want the power. So they're literally being forced to try something. They need a deliverable. That's what I'm trying to say. You've had so many prominent members of the entertainment community come forward in the last two years to say, hey, we've been voting Democrat for 50 years in the black community, and we don't have anything to show for it. That's what they keep saying. And the Democrats now realize they're being forced to come through with a deliverable. Okay, the Republicans have deliverables. Understand, the Republicans, Tim Scott, Donald Trump, ushered in $75 billion worth of opportunity zones for black communities. The Republicans, through the Trump tax cuts, made single-mother households and minority families the single largest drivers of household wealth. It was the first time in the history of this country that the lowest rung of the socioeconomic ladder accumulated wealth faster than the highest. Okay, the Republicans signed the First Step Prison Reform Act, which, oh, by the way, freed over 300,000 nonviolent black drug offenders who just happened to be sentenced under the overzealous guidelines of the Joe Biden crime bill. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Okay, the Republicans gave historically black colleges and universities their highest recurring funding endowment ever which meant they didn't have to go back to Washington. It was recurring. They didn't have to go back every year and be like, hey, can we get some more more money? The Republicans gave them a recurring endowment, their highest one ever. Okay, something that Barack Obama didn't even do. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. So the point is Republicans have deliverables. And because the conversation is getting slightly, just slightly more substantive, it's still just Democrats yelling racist. But because they have deliverables, the Democrats are getting forced into a position where they can't pass legislation that's going to affect anybody, and none of their legislation has helped. They tried defunding the police. That drove up the black murder rate to a 30-year high. Thanks. Okay, so they're trying to come through with deliverables in the form of finance, deliverables in the form of loan forgiveness, deliverables in the form of fighting fake oppression. That's the whole entire ethos within the Democratic Party. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. But the biggest scam here is that the loans, again, aren't being forgiven. The colleges aren't waiving the debt. Ah, we're good. We make so much money off these guys. Forget about it. No, no, no. The, do you remember the remember Goodfellas? He's like, yeah, you're going to business with Paulie, okay? And, uh, you know, he's going to protect you. He's like, but, you know, know, business is slow. Paulie don't care. He says, you, pay me. (laughs) You know, storm, people aren't coming into the restaurant that week. You, pay me. Okay. And then when the profits finally go up in smoke, you light a match, you blow the joint. That's how the Democrats look at this. That's how the colleges look at this. F, you, pay me. Just pay me. I just want the money. 
I don't care if it's coming from the students. I don't care if it's coming from the people who didn't pay out the loans. I don't care if it's coming from the government. I don't care if it's coming from, like, an endowment. Like, one of the greatest stories in the world in the book I'm writing is about how Princeton took Woodrow Wilson's name off the college in the summer of 2020. Everybody went crazy. They're like, ah, Woodrow Wilson. You know, anybody who's, you know, has anything to do with this country. Woodrow Wilson, of course, helped us win World War I, but he did support segregation at points in his life. So the people at Princeton, when we were in the process of, you know, canceling Aunt Jemima, screwing the, that family out of royalties, canceling Uncle Ben, screwing that family out of royalties, you know, in the name of equality, in the name of justice for these minority families. Uh, when the Democrats were out there doing that, canceling the show Cops and Live PD and stuff of that nature, thinking it would make a deliver a tangible improvement to the quality of life in the black community. One of the things the white kids at Princeton did is said, we got to get rid of Woodrow Wilson, supported segregation, can't have his name on the school anymore. And what was so funny is that school had been pressured into removing Woodrow Wilson in 2015. They founded a special committee to actually investigate whether or not there'd be a benefit or there was a reason to remove Woodrow Wilson. And in 2015, they told the students... The answer would be no. No, we're not doing it. But in the summer of 2020, there was so much social pressure to remove Woodrow Wilson's name from the school because anything that the mob wanted, you just gave it to them or you were a racist. You knelt on George Floyd's neck. Get it out of there. you got to cancel it. We want to cancel it. They canceled it in like a day. And the students are like, yeah, see, we got our way. Control. No more Woodrow Wilson. That doesn't explain how anybody's going to get a job or a better grade or stay safer in an inner city. But what makes it all so funny and what really underscores how the mob just wants that control is Princeton removed the name. But you know what they kept on doing? They kept Woodrow Wilson's name on their alumni award that gets paid for by the Woodrow Wilson supporters. And they said, well, we have to continue to name it after Woodrow Wilson because the endowment came with a legal obligation to name it after him, which is a very fancy way of saying they didn't want to give back the money. Bingo. That's all this. The colleges are ruthless pimps when it comes to getting that money. Okay, and if we really cared about people and the kids taking out the loans, we would do something to address the soaring cost of tuition and the fact that you can't get a job to go with it. Instead, what we're saying is, ah, we know you guys took out some loans you shouldn't have taken, but we need your vote. So we're going to have the government pay it off with taxpayer money. That doesn't actually address the head-on problem of student tuition costs. Okay, but they're hoping it'll buy them votes. Now, I understand they're desperate. I understand, okay, that they'll do anything to keep power. But it doesn't mean we should get the bill for it, and that's why you call it out. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Talking about the scam in Washington. Of another end around run at student debt forgiveness. Nobody sees through it. Quite like our gal Andy, who was on the line out in Stover. Yo, Andy! Hey, girlfriend. You see, they don't think about the future at all because these kids, when they go to look for a job, they're going to, their employer is going to see that they weren't responsible enough to take care of their responsibilities. What company is going to want to hire somebody like that? Uh, Not a smart one. That's the thing. You know, these uh, in a weird way, Andy, 
you're failing these kids by letting them off the hook because they're not learning personal responsibility. Exactly. You know, that's the part of what's going on here where it's, you know, part of this is a vote buying effort by the Democrats. But there's this larger play where they keep trying to tell people society is responsible for the things that have gone wrong in their lives. When the truth is like the whole point of America is that you can be completely responsible, you know, beyond things that can happen that aren't within your control. But the point is, if you are just an able bodied American willing to work, you can take control of your complete destiny. And they're denying people that. In the name of empowerment, which is like crazy. You remember like, oh, I didn't vote for Obama, but his slogan was, yes, we can. And we're 10 years removed from that. The Democrats are like, nope, can't do it. Isn't that weird? Well, where I live, I'm a bad person because everybody's been stealing from me and the police and the government protect them. See, they have this little racket. They've got these lawyers and they make up this contract and say, oh, you can move here and pay, you know, 40 5000 and you own it. But $200,000 later, you're the bad person because you didn't move out and let them get somebody else. Uh, yeah, it's, it's listen, it's a racket. We could talk about that one all day. I'm going to run into a commercial break because people are still crazy enough to advertise on this show. But happy Friday, Andy. I will expand on your points in the next hour, but I always appreciate the core. Shout out to my peeps out in Stover. Good times, as always, in the LOZ area. But we're back with Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich after this on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Back in action on a Friday, Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold this country together. Normally, halfway through the hour, we'd bring in our guest. Try to help me restore order. But in this case, things have gotten so out of control that we're calling in the Calgary at the very top of the hour. (laughs) By the way, I called them the Calgary. If you heard that, I did not say Calgary. I said we're calling in the Calgary at the top of the hour. You speak in English. Your radio buddy needs to get a little bit of sleep. Uh, I can confirm this next guest, not Canadian. Uh, but he is very much a member of the Cavalry. Uh, former Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich joining us at the top of the hour. Hey, girl. Hey, what's up, brother? Nothing, man. No, you yeah, are not. Just, we... just you're from the great white north. That's so what I... <laughs> well, My let's... first Coke reference already. I'm going to keep a score today for all you uh, scoring at home. Oh, That's the first one, right? Burnovich, don't blow it. Hey, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, let's make sure we stay. Hey, we need to stay online here. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> three for three. We're off and running. If you bet the over, you're looking good. Uh, you're a yeah. former attorney general. Uh, let's talk about this for a second. Do you believe just just as basic spitballing here? It's not procedure or anything like that. But do you believe they legitimately don't know who brought this coke into the White House? Uh, no. I, I, let me tell you this, Jimmy. Just so your listeners know, and you know this, before being before I was elected AG, I was a gang prosecutor in the state. I was a federal prosecutor. I prosecuted two of the largest gambling crimes in Arizona history. So I was a real prosecutor. So mm-hmm. I, I I know what I speak about. Mm-hmm. And clearly, if they wanted to find out who did this, they easily could have. And my theory has always been, and this is my theory, is that, look, Hunter needed a bump. It's July 4th weekend. You know, there's that extra Monday in there. And he, you know, obviously he's got, he's done this plea deal so he can't be caught like buying any drugs so he calls one of his homeboys and says hey 
drop the drugs off, put them in the locker, and I'll pick them up sometime on Friday. But then they leave Friday afternoon for Camp David, and so he can't get to them. And, you know, maybe he's thinking, ah, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll, I'll go snag them. But by then, routine security, uniform, Secret Service finds the drugs, and then it becomes the, you know, explosive story. But I actually think that someone that Hunter knew went in there, put him in the locker, so that way Hunter could get his bump for uh, four, uh, for the July 4th weekend. That's Whoa. my theory. Whoa, Mark Barnovich is on the line. Of course. But hold on here, because there's an important point in all of that getting past the obvious history of drug use for Hunter Biden is the fact that with a pending plea deal on the table, wouldn't him yes. getting implicated of possession of cocaine potentially jeopardize a plea deal? Absolutely. It would absolutely blow it up. It would piss off any federal judge. Um, and with all the attention, there is no way they would go forward with the sweetheart deal that he got that is, that is you know, dropped the gun charge where he could have spent, you know, double digit years in prison and he got the sweetheart deal in the IRS stuff. So Man. he needs to steer absolutely clear. He's got Secret Service protection, so he can't have anyone seeing him scoring drugs. So therefore, he gets a Confederate or one of his guys to do it, sticks it in the locker. And then as he's milling around the White House, goes over there, gets remember because the key's missing now to whatever that locker is yeah. that he, you know, someone gives him the key, goes over there. Gets the blow, and that's how he gets the uh, how he gets his uh, July fourth. Um, that is bag. amazing. That is amazing. That's why. That's the theory. No, it's a theory, but I but I get it. I mean, because there are so many. There, listen, there's so many angles to this in terms of the it, the it's. I'm incredulous over the idea that someone would get white powder into the White House. They and the Secret Service is saying, and we don't know who, and we're not going to continue to look. I mean, isn't that such an obvious security flaw if you could just be sneaking white powder into the White House? Wouldn't it have to be addressed? Let me tell you how bad it is. I mean, you know, I got a lot of stories. And so one time when I was going to the White House, because, you know, they have the multiple security gates. Mm -hmm. And this is what I understand, because there's like metal detectors or, you know, that you have to empty your pockets and get it out. So someone was able to get that through the first kind of barrier. And one time when I was going to the meeting, uh, when President Trump was in the White House, I was going to a meeting there with him. And I was wearing a Grateful Dead mask and my Adidas high tops, and literally they stopped me, and they tried to put me in, like, this visitor's room. And I'm like, no, no, I'm the attorney general of Arizona. And they're like, yeah, sure you are with the Grateful Dead, <laughs> these those tennis shoes. And um, so someone finally had to pull me up on the phone, like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. And then they stuck me into the, you know, the conference room where we had our meeting or whatever. But, you know, security's pretty tight there. And like I said, there's multiple layers, and you got to empty your pocket. So – I mean, I just find it hard to believe someone could get that far where they stuck it in one of those lockers uh, yep. in the White House. So. Yeah, it's a scam, Bernovich. We all know it is. <laughs> we all know. Yeah, I see it. through it. And uh, it's funny because I think part of the problem they ran into, because I saw the story change. And it's so, like, I don't come into this with your prosecutorial background or your White House experience. But when I hear the – for real, though, but when I hear the story change – That's a tell for me because the location of where it was found changed several times. And when you're changing your story, especially when you're dealing with law enforcement, that's usually a tell that you're lying. So there's something in play. And I think most people know it. Go ahead. And look, if you're spinning, you ain't winning. And and once again, is it putting on the prosecutor's hat? You say to yourself, okay, who are the likely suspects? Well, have you seen Joe Biden? (laughs) The dude's obviously not getting a bump or he hasn't gotten any bumps any time in the past Uh year. So, you know, that he it's not his. You look at people like Pete Buttigieg, man, that guy couldn't even reach the lockers without someone helping him. So, you know, he's not tall enough to, to stick the baggie up there. So you start eliminating the suspects and you start saying, well, who, who's left that had access 
that could have put it there, and why would they put it there? I mean, who the hell brings a baggie of blow, oh China God. White, into the White House? I mean, it's just it's crazy. Look, I, I was telling someone this the other day. I was like, you know, I remember when the Democrats were making fun of Donald Trump because he was ordering Big Macs, and they yep. said he was consuming mass amounts of Diet Cokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, we long for the days when all we had to worry about was Diet Coke instead of Coke, Boom. the real thing, Boom. inside of the White House today. Mark Barnovich on the line, armed with cocaine material. You better get ready. He is not having it with President Escobar. Not, they're not happy. They're not happy, happy with all of that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Know, I'll tell you what. Hey, Jimmy, seriously, in all seriousness, Hunter Biden and the Biden White House is actually doing more to bring back the popularity of cocaine in America than Pablo Escobar did in the 80s. <laughs> well, you mentioned Escobar. To, to be clear, Pablo Escobar was not dealing with a shortage of cocaine popularity in the 80s. Uh, it was yes, every Well, that's true. I wasn't sure if your listeners would appreciate that the <laughs> 70s when they really pushed I didn't want to get into the history of the cocaine trade in America. From, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what we like Rep- about you. The, yeah, you, Studio 54, right? You're uh, a, a resident historian, man. You're a resident historian. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many dumb things going on right now. It's, it gets fascinating. You know, we haven't talked in a while, but yeah. I, I'm looking around the country at all of this chicanery, and I almost feel like it's really weird, but... You know, America's supposed to be a shining city on the hill, and I feel like we're, we've become like a house in an HGTV show, like a love it or list it. And I feel like a lot of people want to list it right now. Uh, I'm trying to find a silver lining. What are you up to? Can you do we? Is there a silver lining, Bernovich? Well, I will tell you what. I was at CVS, you know, the drugstore the other day. You got me. And I was going through the self checkout, which I hate self checkout because mm-hmm. it never works. It takes longer. Yep. Uh, but they were looking, watching me like a hawk yep. as I was buying some toothpaste and, you know, breath mints. And meanwhile, there's like dudes like walking out of the store with like razors and everything else. And so it really, this, this has gotten so upside down and backwards. And, you know, today's kids are facing all this indoctrination at their schools. And now you can't even go to Target without getting, you know, woke. I mean, it's just crazy. I think normal middle-class people like me, like you, are sitting there going, this is like anarchy. It it just, it doesn't make sense. And that's why people are like listing it as you would use the analogy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. They should list it. I mean, even like Disney, I'm going to talk about that later in the hour, but Disney just killed off the seven dwarves, which I just think is insane to me. So Disney's not going to have seven dwarves anymore. Snow White and its seven magical creatures. Uh, because yeah. they thought it was somehow like targeting or denigrating the dwarfs. But you realize in the process, all of these, you know, uh, taller white people just brought this grievance to a film that now whacks six dwarf jobs. Now, I don't know if you've looked around Hollywood, but there aren't a ton of dwarf acting gigs in Hollywood, Bernovich. They just decimated yeah. the market. You got Game of Thrones. You got Snow White. Is that you know, Snow White? Yeah, that's that's a, that's two points. That's double double score there for Snow White. The oh yeah. The, do you remember that episode of Seinfeld? Was it Mickey, the guy, um, the little actor who was using the lifters in his shoes, and all of his other uh, fellow little people got really mad at him? Yes, that uh, that, uh, that happened. But, but, but yes, yeah, there, there is not enough work um, yeah. for those that are height challenged right now in the mm-hmm. world, and that's why we got to hold the line. We got to make sure there's the new Willy Wonka movie coming out. My God, the Oompa Loompas better oh. be Oompa Loompa size, if no, you know what I mean. No, they're right? all going to be taller. The only dwarf with a steady with steady work now is Greg Gutfeld. Um, outside of that, <laughs> he's like he's taken well, over God from Peter knows, Dinklage. Yes, God knows he has a couple of uh, 
full-size um, Snow White's around him, right? Oh, hey, girl. Uh, hey, damn, girl. I, I almost landed it. I almost You were landed. so close, Bernovich, but that's all right. Yeah. We, had a good, we had a good hang, as always. Um, I got to go run and make some moves over here, but let us uh, I'll catch up with you offline just to hear about the Bernovich Chronicles. You know how fascinated I am. Yes, exactly. We can all talk about Montenegro and Eastern Europe. So. <laughs> no, that works. Yeah, you had us at Eastern yeah. European woman, women. Mikey's Googling them right now. That's why we're going to commercial. I got to get them off the are Fox. Are we going to do that tour with your with the listeners? I thought we were going to do a tour where I was going to be the tour guide. You were going to get a group of listeners together uh, to win a trip to Eastern Europe with uh, Jimmy and Berno for a week long. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta no, get. I, I no gotta. Cameras. I gotta shave off my fingerprints before we commit to that trip. We can work that out, though. I have uh, some rubber gloves for you. I got faith in you. Yeah, you found them at the White House. Good stuff, man. <laughs> See you soon, brother. Right. Thanks, brother. My man, the great Mark Bernovich, former Arizona Attorney General, talking about the problem with wokeness in America. We're going to spend a little time on that uh, coming up in the hour because there's some news out of Disney, man. I got to tell you, Bob Iger, Disney CEO. What the hell were you thinking? Okay, we have Andy Biggs coming up later, but I'm going to get I'm just going to actually devote like legitimate like half hour of my time to this Disney thing because I think it's so emblematic of everything that's wrong in the country right now. What's happening right now is we're fighting the wrong battles in every sense of the word. Okay, even in the military. You know, when you start hearing things like, oh, you know, the Army is passing recruiting initiatives that focus on people's pronouns, you know, you hear stuff like that and you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're the lowest form of life on earth. The military is not supposed to focus on hurt feelings. Okay, they're supposed to focus on hurting other people. The way you have peace through strength is by projecting so much strength on the world stage that people behave. You know, maybe growing up, your parents had a belt or a spoon, and you really didn't want to get out of line because you didn't want that belt or that spoon to come your way. Okay, that's what our military is supposed to be, a belt or a spoon, okay, just to keep the rest of the world in line. But now we're getting to this place where they're like, well, the belt's not made of real cow leather. We just want everybody to know. It's actually like a pleather. It's a supplement. Like, that's what we're doing right now in the United States military. This is ridiculous. Okay, we're focusing on everything but what matters. Hey, there's no home on the battlefield. We need to coexist. Okay, there is no greater source of diversity or inclusion than the United States military. Anybody who has ever served will tell you that's where they met people from every corner of America. It's when they went into the service, met a farm boy from Oklahoma, met a black dude from inner city Oakland, met some Yahoo blue-haired loony from WVMT up in Vermont. (laughs) Shout out to Kurt and Ken Barlow. They had me on this morning. But the point is, okay, people from all over the country wind up in the service. That's the ultimate form of diversity. But the problem we have now is all of the people pushing diversity are not pushing diversity of thought. They don't want diversity of thought. They want a monolith when it comes to thought, and they're shaming and shouting down anybody who might step out of line and disagree with that. So it's a fraudulent exercise that constantly finds companies and institutions fighting the wrong battles. That's the thing. That's what's so stupid. It's like you look at inner cities around the country right now. Okay, the crime rates, the murder rate is at a 35-year high. That's a bad thing. People are dying. Okay, what are they doing here in the inner cities of America? They're banning gas stoves. Why? 
because the emissions from these stoves are disproportionately harming people of color. That's the claim. Hey, thanks. But I promise you, if you're walking through a bad neighborhood tonight, you're not worried about stoves. You're worried about criminals. But we're not going after the criminals. Okay, look at a place like California where they're trying to get rid of bail altogether. People don't go to jail anymore. Do you understand? And we're in a position now where we're creating more empathy for the criminal than we are for the victim. I promise you that's fighting the wrong battle. We do this again and again and again. Look at the schools right now. One in three kids can't read at a grade level. But we're like, well, well, we've got to focus on their sexual orientation. Dude, who you want to sleep with in kindergarten isn't important because you're not supposed to, to know that sleeping with someone is a thing. I think he's got a point. You're supposed to be sleeping with a blanket or a teddy bear. You're not supposed to be focused on the opposite sex or any other sex, but that's where we find ourselves as a country. And I'm telling you, it's like, it's a really dumb place to be, really dumb. But it's why there's such an accelerated quality of life decline in America right now is you've got people running the place that are prioritizing everything except the things we actually need. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. But when it spills into, like, corporate America, like, it really is fascinating because they have one job. They have one job in corporate America when you really think about it. Money, 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 money. Just go out and make money. And you understand when they start to prioritize the other things, like diverse for the equity and inclusion, you know, all of those dumb things get in the way of actual profits. And that's why we can't have nice things anymore in this country. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the show that Standard and Poor describes as Standard and Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Going to become your TV buddy a little bit later this evening. You will see me on... Uh, Waters World. I'm scheduled to be on with Jesse Waters in the 7 p.m. hour. Now, there's a hot rumor pending the breaking news that I may end up watching Pierce Morgan instead. I may wind up joining Pierce Morgan on set tonight. I don't have a definitive answer on that because there's a lot of developing news going on with this Gilgo Beach killer that they just found out on Long Island. And uh, still a lot of moving parts in place. But if you want to watch some Failavision tonight, Definitely check it out uh, either at 7 or maybe at 8. And if we have some clarification before the end of this show, that would be great too. But one way or the other, I'll be on your TV sucking it in hard. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> Pizza. Doing a little better with the food right now, uh, but I've got to get in shape, man. I'm going back out on the road. I'm going to be in Ohio July 29th. Then we're in Vegas at the Green Valley Ranch August the 25th. And then September 16th at the Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center in upstate New York. Hey, girl. So if you're at any of those, come by. And, of course, then it gets nuts. We go out to Idaho Falls Saturday night, October the 28th. That's just going to be a banger. Richard Meacham's throwing together a station event. I'm going to meet everybody at the show. You're going to help pay off my bar tab. There's a lot going on in Idaho Falls (laughs) is all I will say. But coming up in the next break... We're going to have a talk about what's going on down at Disney because I got to be honest, man, things are headed south fast at woke Disney. Everything woke turns to first we find out their CEO is getting ready to 
unload half of the television cachet, maybe ABC, maybe ESPN. But now we find out Snow White has been recast to eliminate the seven dwarfs. They're replacing them with something else. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It really is. And we'll tell you exactly the plan, the moves being made. That uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Introducing the all-new Woke Disney World. The first theme park to dump identity politics on all its guests. Mom, can I hit the boys' room? Sorry, honey. It's the they's room. Let me explain this to you one more time. It's okay, Mickey. I'll handle it. All of our rides have been updated, so our Woke employees won't flip out on us. From Snow White and the Seven Genders. I don't understand. To it's a small reassignment surgery after all. That was the weirdest boat ride ever. Woke Disney World. We've transitioned to a new business model, but the goal remains the same. All right now, get out there and make me some damn money. There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. And yes... The struggles continuing to mount over at the world-famous Woke Disney World. So, I guess we have some issues, huh? I can't play those for you enough. I'm sorry. You hear them in the bits. You hear them during the show. <laughs> Why? Okay, those are South Park drops making fun of, you know, Mickey Mouse. But the truth is, the way things are going under Bob Iger's leadership Pretty soon, they're going to be making some side cash by subjecting Mickey to laboratory experiments. He's going to be like a lab rat if it keeps going at the rate it does. And the reason why, of course, is this is what's happening to a lot of woke companies, okay? They're getting hijacked internally by a tyranny of the minority. And what I mean by that is there are people on the board, there are people within the ranks of the company who are obsessed with identity politics and they're forcing them on management as a form of tolerance, as a form of inclusion. Give us what we want or you're a transphobe or you're a homophobe. That's how Disney got roped into this don't say gay fiasco with Ron DeSantis. Now, to be clear, Ron DeSantis passed something called the Parental Rights and Education Act that did not say the word gay once. It also did not ban the word gay. It was something that banned Sexual education for all children between the ages of kindergarten and third grade. It didn't ban gay sex. It didn't ban trans sex. It banned all sex. But the Democrats, of course, in an effort to weaponize oppression and, you know, trans genocide and everything in between, repurposed the bill in the media as the don't say gay bill. Democrats are so full of crap. So much so. Earlier in the week, I played you a clip. Anna Navarro was on The View. Totally making this up. She's like, I drive around Florida and I stick my head out the window yelling, we say gay. That was embarrassing. Okay, first of all, nobody believes she fits out the window. But second of all, yelling gay out the window in Florida is not going to get you in trouble because it's not a real law. So we're having this straw man argument about inclusion that doesn't need to take place. But Disney was roped into taking a side. 
in a very heated culture war where, to be clear, their customer base agreed with Ron DeSantis. He knows what he's talking about. Over 72% of parents agreed with the contents of the parental rights and education bill. But because there was a tyranny of the minority in the ranks at Disney, they went out and yelled and screamed, this was, you know, homophobia, Disney's got to say something, we can't just stand by. And what ultimately happens is the board is forced to placate the woke grievance in the faculty room. And then CEO Bob Chapik did exactly that. This could be a problem. It was a huge problem because it not only cost him his job, it not only cost the company money, but he did it on behalf of a company, Disney, who wants you to be mad that DeSantis pretend banned the word gay. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Disney is doing business in 12 countries that criminalize gay behavior. What a fraud. Companies where you can get chemically castrated for being gay. Companies where you can get jailed for being gay. Companies where you can get killed for being gay. Okay, if you see a gay love story over in Iran, it's not going to have a happy ending. Well, it might before the cops get there, but the point is they got big problems afterwards. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. So what they're finding now is Bob Iger, okay, has just come out first and foremost. This is my favorite thing in the world. The inclusion crowd has just whacked Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They no longer have dwarfs. What the hell is the world coming to? Oh, it's so ridiculous. They're now Snow White and the magical creatures. Because people complained that it was all dwarfs and that was somehow, you know, screwing over the dwarfs. It wasn't politically correct. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, what they really did was just decimate the acting market for dwarves. Come on, man. Do you ever look around Hollywood? Do you ever look around sitcoms and go, man, so many dwarves on the TV. If only somebody could scale back on this a little bit. They're stealing all the acting jobs. Okay, outside of Game of Thrones, dwarves have seven jobs in Hollywood. And here we are whacking six of them to placate the woke grievance crowd. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. The picture is actually online, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Although, to be honest, if you Google Snow White, every story is about the Biden White House. Come on, man. Still going through that cocaine charade. Pretty, pretty sure it belonged to whoever came up with this casting decision at Disney. And how the hell are they going to be able to call it Snow White a year from now? Really? Snow White? Might as well call it Snow White Supremacy. It's the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive. Ever, 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 ever. Okay? Bob Iger, okay, the Disney CEO, he took over for Bob Chapek. So you understand, Iger was the Disney guy, and they made big money 20 years ago. Okay, handing it off to Bob Chapik, who got into the woke culture war regime and quickly got himself thrown out onto the sidewalk. The talk around town was, well, if Iger's coming in, he's going to stick to what makes money. Wrong. Iger leaned in for a little while. Okay, and here he is even so, talking about intolerance and DeSantis in Florida. Clip 41. The last thing that I want for the company is for the company to be drawn be drawn into any culture wars. You know, we've operated for you know almost a hundred years as a company, making product that we actually are proud of in terms of its impact on the world. 
you know, I, I, I joke every once in a while we're there to manufacture fun. Well, you, you know, you, we're, you we're there be, to tell great stories. Yeah, I know, but you can't that, be happy when there's literally Nazis standing outside the front gates of the park. That was horrifying, quite frankly. And uh, it's concerning to me that anyone would encourage a, you know, a, a level of intolerance or even hate that, in, frankly, could you know, e even become you know, da you know, dangerous action that could be turned into you know, some dangerous act of some sort. What an idiot. All right, let me just jump in here because it's so fascinating, okay? When they're talking about, you know, literally Nazis standing out the front side of the gate, I'm not happy with anyone protesting at Disney that they believe is representing Nazi beliefs, but they're not literally Nazis, number one. Number two, I won't condone it, but all of this is waging a straw man war, okay, against what? The people who want to go kill. Nobody wants to kill Disney. Nobody even wants to go to Disney. But this is that tyranny of the minority and how it gets its way. People want to kill us. Give us stuff because people want to kill us. Hey, you guys, people want to kill us. You got to vote our way. That's what they do. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. And understand one of the reasons there's so much frustration at Disney is, yes, they're obviously sexualizing children. There's a lot to be said for that. But the bigger issue we're running into, okay, is the fact that they've taken a straw man argument when it comes to intolerance, when it comes to erasure, when it comes to homophobia. DeSantis's bill does not articulate the views they're attacking. Do you understand? And that's why people are upset. We're fighting this big, giant culture war as a corporation that gets all the tax abatements in the world while simultaneously, again, outsourcing its product to countries that literally ban gay people. Okay, in a roundabout way, what Disney is doing is going after DeSantis as a means of taking everybody's eyes off what Disney is actually guilty of supporting. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. And it gets the board on their side because the board's like, you know, well, the board anyway, but it gets the woke grievance crowd within the company on their side because they go, oh, look at Disney. They're fighting against intolerance right here in the state that gives them their tax breaks. <laughs> Disney is printing money from regions where gay people don't legally have a right to exist. Let me give you a little more Iger, clip 42. I don't really want to engage in the specifics except to say that it's, it's not our goal to be involved in a culture war. Our goal is to continue to tell wonderful stories and have a positive impact on the world. You know, we are a preeminent entertainer in the world, and we're proud of our track record there. The notion that Disney is in any way sexualizing children, quite frankly, is, is preposterous um, and inaccurate. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, the answer is no. Okay, and the reason I make that claim, and we're going to piggyback off of these last few lines really quick. His line directly, the notion that Disney is in any way sexualizing children quite frankly, is preposterous, some dangerous act of some sort. That is a fact check false. It is preposterous and inaccurate. That's his claim. The notion that Disney is in any way sexualizing children, quite frankly, is preposterous and inaccurate. You're not telling me the truth. Now, I make that claim. Why? Because the DeSantis War Room just took that Iger clip and tied it to all the audio.
of Disney board members, Disney content creators, Disney directors, and Disney producers speaking openly about how they're sexualizing children. Clip 46. The notion that Disney is in any way sexualizing children, quite frankly, is, is preposterous um, and inaccurate. Hello, and welcome to the Disney Plus This Is Me Pride Celebration Spectacular. He texted me this morning, <laughs> you know, Gen Z is 30 to 40% queerer than the other generation's mom, so Disney better get with it. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to, like, my, like, not-at-all-secret gay agenda. They've been really open to exploring queer stories. I'm on the production side, and so kind of the only way to have these, like, canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters, is to give them stories where they can, like, be their whole selves. I identify as, like, a biromantic asexual. I want to, like, add the po- the the pockets of the LGBTQ community that you don't see. I was like, I want to get, like, gay advanced. And so we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's hello everyone or hello friends. We were targeting Gen Z and, and millennials. We were tar- targeting a younger... Um, and all this content's going for to kids who don't know any of this. And even if they're in a household like Keith uh, that have uh, supportive parents, they're still getting all of this information from media of what is normal. So that's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. Those are Disney content creators, people employed by the company. I want to get, like, gay advance, BIPOC. I mean, give me a bi-romantic asexual. <laughs> We were targeting Gen Z and millennials. We were targeting a younger crowd. That's what Disney was saying. Do you understand? They're very much trying to do that. And again, I don't deny them their agenda. It's America, do what you want to do. But we can't be surprised it's backfiring. And if anything, we should be thankful it's backfiring because Disney's job was not to teach kids a new line of sexual attraction. These are adults forcing their sexual fetishes on little kids. That's not right. You understand? No, no, we got to reconfigure the programming so little kids see our types of sexual preferences. That's not Disney's job is to entertain children and give them escapism into the world of fantasy princesses, sleeping beauties, you know, things like that, okay? And it's a source of entertainment that was a dependable brand for parents, perhaps more so than any brand in the world over the last hundred years. But their actual agenda has been hijacked by this identity politics crowd that's taking them away from what gave them a customer base. Again, it's no different than Bud Light. Bud Light is losing business. The company's lost $29 billion, okay, because people wanted beer to go fishing. They wanted beer to go to a ball game. They wanted beer to go to a concert. They wanted to have beer at a barbecue. But the one thing they didn't always want with beer was a set of nuts. What the hell did you just say? Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up on a Friday. I'm in town this week. I'm finishing up the book I'm writing. Uh, You will not see that in stores until March of 2024. But the thing about writing a book, you got to write the book. they got to publish it. they got to do a camera shoot, everything in between, a cover shoot and everything like that. Uh, But I will be local this weekend. Uh, On your TV tonight, 
And then a week from this Saturday, I am hosting Fox News Saturday night. That is Saturday night, July the 22nd. So tune in. Your radio buddy absolutely needs the ratings. As far as the next hour is concerned, Andy Biggs, you hear him on the show all the time. He's coming by because Biggs was one of the people cross-examining Christopher Ray over the course of our Wednesday broadcast. Uh, Christopher Ray, by the way. You're alive. There were so many different lies. We'll get into that. But I think the guy we're really going to focus on the most is our climate czar, John Kerry. I mean, dude, what a straight-up clown. We cut together some sound because Kerry yesterday in the hearing was being asked all about his relationship to private jets. It was the funniest thing in the world. He's asked if he ever, you know, you, you talk about the climate all the time, but you're flying around in a private jet. And Terry goes, I don't own a private jet. I don't ever own a private jet. What are you talking about? You keep saying I own a private jet. That wasn't the question. Do you understand? The question, the, the assertion was that you were flying in a private jet. Bingo. And you want to know the answer to this question, if you phrase it that way, is the truth is, to his credit, John Kerry doesn't own a private jet. His wife does. He's flying around in his wife's private jet. He's like, oh, I don't know why you phrase it that way. This is how they do it to get out of being held accountable. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. No, no, that's what they do. Well, you know, one of the things I'd like to address is the fact that everyone says I am flying in a private jet. I don't own a private jet. That doesn't mean you don't rent one. That doesn't mean you don't ride shotgun in your wives. Okay, but that's how they filibuster their own hypocrisy. This guy's a serious ass. Oh, totally. Because John Kerry, the guy who gets up there every day and tells you to cut your carbon footprint, okay, then flies off with a carbon footprint. Like if it was a shoe, it would be baggy on Shaquille O'Neal. But what does he take with him when he gets onto that jet? Money, 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 money. Oh, they are making that cash, girlfriend. Now, there's one part of this that I'll absolve him for. I know he can't fly commercial because everybody will confuse him with Mr. Ed. They're like, oh, wow, you really do talk. This is incredible. But seriously, John Kerry, you're going after plastic straws at a time when your plastic face is all over my TV. It's like at least have the good sense to not get an injection this week if you're going to lecture me about plastic straws. So much hypocrisy. And it's why people can't take the climate crowd seriously. Number one, there's no data. But that hasn't stopped people in the past. I mean, they told you you had to get vaccinated or you were a murderer. Okay, but number two, you can't take them seriously because they don't take anything they're pushing seriously. The only thing, the only data we have on climate change is that the people pushing it the hardest are getting really, really rich. Pay up, suckers. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Back in action on a big Friday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not completely full of I'll tell you who is, guy by the name of John Kerry. Correct the mundo. We're going to talk about the climate fraud for a little bit in this hour. We're also going to have a grown-up chat with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. But everything else going on in Washington this week, we had that big day of testimony for FBI Director Christopher Wray, who, I got to be honest, looked like he perjured himself at least three or four times, but all things considered, just made the Bureau look terribly incompetent. You gotta do better than that. We all do, uh, especially on this show. I'm a mess, but we're going to finish up strong. 888-788-9910. 
Uh, we have been monitoring throughout today's live broadcast the capture of the Gilgo Beach killer. Now, I don't know if you followed this story, but it's over a decade long. Uh, but there was a serial killer who was procuring prostitutes in a lot of instances and killing them and leaving them on a beach in Long Island, uh, not far from where I grew up. And uh, they have finally found the guy. They've ID'd him. And uh, we are waiting an arraignment and a court appearance. And should it happen in this hour, we will share it with you. Uh, We can also now share and confirm. I'll be on Waters World tonight at 7 o'clock. There was some confusion uh, because of the news cycle, uh, but I am on Waters World. I know I said earlier I might be on with Pierce Morgan. I can confirm. I was just in an elevator with Pierce Morgan during a commercial break. Delightful chap. And I love him because he can't stand Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. But sadly, although I began the week on Pierce Morgan's show on TV here on Fox, uh, I will end the week with Jesse Waters. So there you go if you're looking to find some Fail-O-Vision this evening to kick off your weekend in style. Of course, you're not here for TV right now. You're here for radio. So why don't we just go ahead and do our jobs? You know what I'm saying? John Kerry. John Kerry is a scam. I agree with that. Uh, I don't know that Obama does. That's just some cute use of sound by the Fox Across America team. Uh, But the truth is, Obama isn't much better when it comes to the environmental fraud of climate science. Okay, we don't have any. Nobody can come forth and prove to you that the climate is doing anything it wouldn't otherwise be doing, meaning we can't control the weather. We don't even have proof that we are impacting the weather. In fact, the only thing we have proof of is that the people, the people pushing this junk are getting paid hand over fist. That's the one piece of concrete data we can all share. You know, we've been told the sea levels are rising. Oh, the sea levels are rising. We're all going to die because of the rising sea levels. Okay, Barack Obama is a part of that narrative. And what did he do when he left office? He went out and built two waterfront mansions. Two waterfront men so concerned about the sea levels rising that he's moving his family right on up to the sea levels. What an idiot. Okay, because it's a scam. Understand the way this started, the way this started, if you followed the climate grift all the way back to the beginning, we were supposed to freeze in the 70s. That's when this movement came from. Well, you know, man is screwing up the environment. We're all going to freeze to death. By the end of the decade, way to go, man. If we don't implement these climate moves, we're all going to freeze to death by the end of the 70s. We didn't freeze to death. But what did they spend the entire time in the environmental grift doing in the 70s? Passing around the collection plate. Please give us money. That's how it worked. But we didn't freeze. So then the environmental people were like, well, man is screwing up the weather. And we're all going to melt. It's global warming. Remember when Santa, okay, remember the movie Frosty the Snowman? He didn't make it to the North Pole on time. He melted. That's every one of us. We are all going to melt. Please give us money. And then their doomsday prediction didn't happen. So what happened? Did they quit? Did they say, ah, well, we're 0 for 2 now. I guess we should move on in shame. The answer would be no. No, ma'am. What they said is, well, uh, uh, well, uh, it's changing. The climate's changing. That's what's going on. The weather's changing. It's hot out one day. It's cold out the next. One day it rains. One day it's sunny. Please give us money. Okay. Never once stopping to realize how insulting and patronizing this was to everyone's intelligence. Why? Because the weather 
always changes. Bingo. Throughout history, throughout decades, throughout centuries, yes, the climate changes. But this catch-all phrase became so lucrative for their grift because climate change means they can attribute anything that happens in the weather to this cause. He knows what he's talking about. That's how it worked. Oh, no, no, the climate's changing. That's why we had a hurricane in Florida during hurricane season. (laughs) No, no, the climate's changing. That's why we had a forest fire in California during forest fire season. Don't you get it? Guys, it is snowing. It is snowing in Alaska right now in the dead of the winter. Don't you get that the climate is changing? No, it's called weather and it changes. But this is the graft. And the face of it all right now is John Kerry, at least on a government level. Al Gore, former vice president, didn't gain control of the country uh, from a legislative standpoint behind the resolute desk. But he did ultimately gain control of vast sectors of our economy by making a documentary in 2003 called An Inconvenient Truth. It predicted that we had 10 years before all the glaciers melted, the polar bears drowned, and we were all dead. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? But I don't know that he was crazy. I don't know that he ever believed it because he was making money hand over fist off of these claims. Al Gore, despite the whole we're all going to die sense of urgency thing, his house in Tennessee had an electric bill that made the Las Vegas Strip look Amish. What a fraud. Okay, nobody was reducing their carbon footprint. No differently than John Kerry, the current guy. Okay. John Kerry always tells you, no, no, we got to reduce our emissions. Your carbon footprint's bad. And then he flies everywhere on a private jet, which happens to be 24 times as bad as flying commercial. You flying on a private jet, a private jet, it emits 24 times as much emissions as a commercial plane. Here's John Kerry asked about it and what's so fascinating about the fraud. Oh, man, I dirtbags drive me crazy, man. As he's fighting a strawman argument in this clip, he's talking about oh, people say, oh, he's flying a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I've never bought a private jet. But that wasn't the question. The question was, do you fly in one? Do you rent one? Do you borrow one? Do you ride shotgun? And the answer to all of those things is yes. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Better than that, though, is the fact that his wife owns the private jet. So in this instance, (laughs) no, I don't own a private jet. First of all, you're just filibusting the truth. Second of all, you are absolutely positively guilty as charged. And the reason people don't take the climate emergency seriously, are you ready for it, is because there is no climate emergency. That is correct. Here is Kerry talking about the private jet, clip 21. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. Just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Now, here's such a great clip. Okay, because here's Kerry being asked about the fact that you testified under oath that you never owned a private jet. He, in fact, did sell a private jet on February 15th of the year 2000. Garbage like you just makes me sick. When they started to throw their weight behind this climate thing. Well, I guess I better not own it. I guess what I'll do is uh, 
We'll fly my wife's plane. Listen to this, clip 22. In exchange with Mr. Mills, you uh, just testified under oath that you never owned a private jet. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to enter into the record an uh, article here from February 15th of 2023 that the John Kerry family private jet was sold shortly after accusations of climate hypocrisy. Uh, Mr. Secretary, do you stand by that testimony Not that object. you've never I, owned or I personally, your family? I by your family. personally, yes, my wife owned a plane. And <laughs> you plane. flew on that plane. Uh, not in a number of years, and, but I have flown on it. And sure. this article has not been inaccurate, that your family owned a plane. You flew on a plane. The, my, wife owned, my wife owned here's a plane. The, here's the issue. Yeah. This isn't some kind of partisan gotcha. When we are asking Americans to make serious sacrifices as we transition for the common good, and your family and or yourself – are flying around on private jets, that smacks of hypocrisy. It actually hurts your cause. I mean... What the hell were you thinking? No, John Kerry is just an idiot. Just a straight idiot. Bingo, man, bingo! Do you understand what he's... Right there? You said you never owned a private jet. No, no, it was my wife. It was my wife's. I never owned a... Do you get the semantics of this? Okay? Step into my office! Why? Because you're fired. The guy's a grifter. You need to reduce your carbon footprint. What do you mean? I don't own a private jet. I've never owned a private jet. Well, my wife. My wife owned the private jet. Guys, they don't take this seriously. It is a grift. That's the part you need to understand. They're getting rich. They're implementing changes that you can follow but not them. Here's Representative Moran grilling Kerry on this. Clip 23. In the past decade, as you know, uh, we've reduced emissions here in the United States, but in the same time frame, China's emissions have increased. The pollution that's coming out of China far exceeds. That's exactly why we're working at what we're doing. And you said yourself, quote, earlier, this is a global universal issue, and we we don't want it to become captive to other issues. But I'm curious when you say that. If, if you're ignoring these other issues like my colleague brought up here, human rights issues, would you agree that human rights issues are also global universal issues? Absolutely. But you, you want to keep them separate when you're talking to China is what you said earlier. Is that true? What I said is, well, no, we don't, we don't keep them separate in terms of our priorities. No, that's exactly I go what you there said. You said President and Xi go, and President Biden agreed at the outset to separate out the climate issue correct. so it wouldn't get caught up in these other issues. Correct. So are, are you, were you correct? That doesn't mean you don't talk about them. No, it just means you don't do anything about them. So what he's saying is, yeah, China deploys slave labor. Yeah, they're harvesting the organs of Uyghurs in the Hubei province. Yeah, kids are working in factories. But, you know, the climate, that's the bigger issue. Obama said this a month ago. Okay, but here's a little more Scott Perry, uh, clip 24. You want to have the uh, have uh, the American taxpayers, my constituents that are having a hard time afford their groceries, pay for a car, buy a new home, spend one point six quadrillion dollars to fix a problem that a doesn't exist. And as a matter of fact, you might be exacerbating because it's unknown. It is unknown at this time the low level that of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that might actually destroy life. Why do you think 195 countries in the world, their prime ministers, their presidents... Because they're grifting they're... like you are, sir. <laughs> oh, man! Kerry 
Why do you think 195 countries in the world, they're prime ministers? Because they're grifting like you are. That was amazing. Oh, my God, I love that so much. But that is the scam. They don't know. They don't know. They have no data that you're affecting the climate or that you can do anything to change it. But the bigger point is when it comes to China, China is increasing their emissions. They don't believe in climate change. They're selling us the solar panels. They own most of the slave mines where we're getting the materials and the minerals to make electric cars, which, oh, by the way, are powered by fossil fuels. Okay, but the truth is it's all a scam. If China, if other of these other places like China, that's the biggest polluter in the world by a margin of five, nothing we do matters because we share a planet with China. So you understand what Kerry's proposing is, well, we know China's going to be bad, but because we live on this country too, the only thing we can really do then is decimate our manufacturing base, our fuel industry, so we can offset emissions enough that it won't uh, you know, bring down or maybe combat the emissions being promoted by China. But do you understand what this ultimately does is it makes us weaker and it makes China stronger. I think he's got a point. Okay, of course it does. We're buying all of our clean energy initiatives from China. We're empowering their economy, our number one geopolitical foe, while simultaneously watching them pollute. Okay, it's the same planet. If they don't cut, cut emissions, and they have no plan to, Okay, then all we've done in this pool we're all swimming in is make our section a no peeing section. But the interest there is that in a pool, okay, it's all the same water at the end of the day. So we could be over here in America going broke, ruining our domestic energy industry because we want a no peeing section. But at the end of the day, the stuff happening in the other section of the pool is eventually going to head our way. That's the reality of the moment we're in right now. People are telling you the world's going to end, but they're flying around in private jets. If it's an emergency, if it's an emergency, it is a climate emergency. That's what they're calling it. Okay. An emergency requires an all-hands-on-deck reaction. Okay. Right now, the only thing all hands are on are the armrest on the private jet because they're getting ready to take off. It's a scam. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Let them. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs next. But first, his opening act, Chris on the line in Tyler, Texas. Yo, Chris! Hey, um, first off, Mr. Ed is dead, and Wilbur and I are disgusted with your attempt to use him for humor. <laughs> I'm canceled. Carol, Carol doesn't care. She never liked that horse. She competed <laughs> with him for attention. Um, so, yeah, John Kerry says that he can't take a sailing ship across the ocean to all these meetings because he's too important. Mm-hmm. And as long as he's offsetting his carbon footprint, it's all okay. <laughs> But my question is, nobody's asked him, well, are you living in a cave? Do you eat raw vegetables and rocks? Because, you know, Bigfoot is jealous of John Kerry's carbon footprint. <laughs> it's such a scam, man. And the thing oh, is, like, it's crazy. if you think it's an emergency, an emergency, like the building's on fire, the first thing you do is call the fire department. This is a guy right. who wants you to believe the building's on fire, but he's not picking up the phone. 
Now, quickly, uh, Anna Navarro wants to guarantee us that Hunter is not responsible for the coke in the White House. The only way she can guarantee that is if she dropped it there herself. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm just saying. I know. I love that story, though, because she's like, yeah, yeah. You know, they could have planted it there. Well, if they planted yeah. it there, this they, that, that would be on camera. The Secret Service would have solved that crime, don't you think? I, I would think so. Oh, oh yeah, so they, they, they would parade somebody all around if it were a Republican hiding it. Oh, no question. It. I mean, I, I think the truth is the reason they're giving you a non-answer is because they didn't have a conceivable way to get, like, you know, pay somebody an envelope full of cash to say it was theirs and put this to bed. Yeah. They didn't. Nobody yeah. wanted to sign the non-disclosure. They weren't offering enough money, I guess. <laughs> like, no, yeah, no. Unfortunately, fortunately, I have I have an alibi, so I'm good. All right, good stuff then. All right, stay safe out there, Chris. I'll see you soon, brother. Great call, man. Funny guy. It's the truth. We're going to ask Andy Biggs about it because the thing is, you know, when you talk about the White House, the idea that the view, I played the clip earlier, <laughs> Joy, Jay, Joy Behar goes, what do you think all these conspiracy Republicans are going to say now? And Anna DeVaro's like, oh, they're never going to let this one go. In fact, I bet one of them planted there just to have it. Oh, I get it. So we're the conspiracy ones, but you believe somebody planted the cocaine in the White House. The view is awful. It's really like pound for pound the most fascinating stampede of stupidity in television history. Andy Biggs joins us next. It is Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Fallon. It's Friday. Country's a mess. <laughs> oh, man. I always say you got to fly into the storm. You want to make it in talk radio in the year 2023. It's like horse racing. You got to be a mutter. Got to be willing to run on a sloppy track every damn day. Okay? Because it is a muddy track out there in the world of talk radio. <laughs> Is it ever uh, joining us now on the show? Guy who's down at the racetrack every day uh, in Congress, superstar representative from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona, Andy Biggs, back on the show. Hey, man, Jimmy, what a thrill it is to be with you today. I'll I'll say, uh, and uh, you seem to be bre- <laughs> you seem to be breathing easier now that they uh, didn't implicate you in the cocaine you left behind at the White House. <laughs> hey, you know. Uh, can you believe this? Uh, the best of the best, the Secret Service, they, they say they can't find any fingerprints on a plastic bag that somebody wasn't wearing gloves. I, There's no way anybody had gloves on and stuck it in this in this, uh, I know. this if, locker. If, How if can that be? If there's no fingerprints, right, that actually narrows down the pool to whoever walked into the White House in gloves or with a pair of tweezers on their hands. <laughs> exactly. That's actually, you can narrow it down to nobody. Basically, that's crazy, but, yeah. but but that's why nobody believes in Biggs. I mean, it's 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 so dumb. But I don't think this is you know we always say like they think we're stupid. I don't think they think we're stupid. I just think they they're above it all, and they 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 don't fear they don't fear us the way they should, uh, because you know we've seen so many instances of them just doing whatever the hell they want, whether they're spying on Americans, collecting our data, you know, censoring uh, our communications, as we learned with the big tech stuff. I mean, you were there. You were in the hearing with Ray. Did you get yeah. the feeling this man was above board with the American people? No, no. In fact. It, it, but I think we made him. Hey, how, do we get a victory because we made him feel a bit uncomfortable from uh, time to yeah, time? Yeah, no, you definitely did. I'll give you that. Yeah, he made a little felt felt a little bit uncomfortable, but that's it. Mm-hmm. 
That's, that, is that it? Is that the best we can do? The guy gets dry mouth while he's talking to us? I, I, that's Finally, accountability for the American people. Exactly. We won't rest till every government official takes a sip of water. I, I just I, – I, we and everybody on our side of the dais, we all know this guy's just just lying to us. They're abusing the American people. They're, they're over the they're, they're over the top. They don't and and we all get it. They don't care. They 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 have no. They know nothing will happen to them. We're going to hold you in contempt. Well, what what for? Who's who's going to prosecute it? Our good friend Merrick Garland. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. And and that's that's where we are. And. How does a country survive when it's so partisan that when somebody is coming in and basically admits, yes, we've cleaned it up, we've gone from 2 million illegal searches to 200,000 illegal searches, uh, you know. That's <laughs> so funny. It's, I mean, yes, it's still illegal. That's the point. It shouldn't be yeah. going on, but they don't yeah. care. Yeah, that one drives me crazy. And when it comes to misinformation, just so everybody's on the same page, their their definition of misinformation is anything we don't agree with. That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's it. And, that's right. If it's uh, anything a conservative puts out there, yeah, that's no, misinformation. misinformation. No, it's so and it's so true. And what the, the the racket they have though, and they do this well, is their use of terms like misinformation allows them to spread misinformation. That's the hook. <laughs> now you know that that Hunter Biden laptop that was disinformation. That was Russian disinformation, and that was a lie in itself. But that's how they get away with it, Biggs. I mean, on some level, you almost have to admire the scam, uh, but it's a scam that really is harming the country, so you got to push back a little bit. Speaking of scams, though, we got Arizona Representative Andy Biggs on the phone. Uh, Thank no, you. I did that not. That was great. That oh, was a nice segue good there. Good for you. It didn't sound right. It did not sound yeah. right. Yeah, it did uh, work out. No, you deserve better. And thank you for throwing the challenge flag. You deserve that. Uh, but no, the point I was trying to make about scams, John Kerry gives his little testimony yesterday. <laughs> There's no bigger grifter. Oh, what? I mean, is, the, is he the best? Who? Yeah. yeah, I'm outraged that you would con, uh, you know, get after me about my my private plane. It was in my wife's name, never in my. <laughs> he didn't own a private jet. Yeah. My wife did. Oh, I get it. And let me guess, you met her at the airport after the two of you landed on separate planes. You flew coach. <laughs> I was at the back of the plane. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I—I I mean, the faux outrage of the biggest elitist and snob in a, in the world. I mean, this guy—he's—he's he's making a grift. Who knows how much he's flying all over the world, meeting with world leaders, going and eating caviar and and oh, and chips, and so and he's out there trying to get us back in the Paris Climate Accord. And he's, you know, hey, you. Here's the deal. I want you all to stop eating beef because uh, the cows pass gas. <laughs> but I'm going to get on the plane, jet all over the world. Uh, you know, we got a little filet mignon going on. Oh, uh, I mean, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, there's no way any of the guys eating bugs are eating bugs. Those guys are at the outback. <laughs> Like the only time one of those people is eating a bug is by accident. Like if it flew into their food and they didn't realize it, none of the yeah. bug guys are going to eat bugs. Would you stop it? Well, John Kerry's never going to eat a bug. Okay, 
He's he's not going to ride a motorcycle without a face mask because he's not going to get on a motorcycle. He's not going to experience a bug flying through his teeth. Right. He's not going to go to the Bugarama for the buffet. It's not happening. <laughs> it's it's just story. not happening. No, they dump it on the little the little people who are dumb enough to follow it though. Because there's these two things in play for them. Obviously, it's a big grift, and it's a great way to control people because you know if you say we were in a climate emergency, it's like being in a COVID emergency. Then we should give all our freedoms back to the government is what we should do see that's part of the racket you know but then it preys on the you know first of all the gullible and then there's you know people on the left that have that sense of self-righteousness that just wants to know better than the rest of us so they love buying into the climate thing because it allows them to claim some type of moral superiority um and you know who i think is the biggest culprit though to the manipulation i actually think famous hollywood people this is a weird bit of psychoanalysis yeah Yeah. because i think what happens is i think if you're making like 35 million dollars a year to pretend you're you know you're an actor you know what i'm saying you probably feel some sense of guilt of how ridiculously easy your life is so like john Kerry, you know you want to believe you're saving the world because it makes you feel better about your own ridiculous quality of life do you think on some extent like a, a guy like leonardo dicaprio was flying around the world in a private jet but he's convincing everybody between stops not to do that it's probably because you know he's got a private jet full of supermodels and i don't begrudge yeah. him that andy biggs hold on mm-hmm. How do we know that John Kerry's wife doesn't own that jet? Oh, it's not <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. It's not. I don't own a jet. I don't know why you guys keep saying that. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Kerry just lends it out. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I don't begrudge them making money. I really no. don't. I begrudge them for their faux moral superiority, their hypocrisy. It, it, um, their elitism that says, you know, it's okay if we do whatever in the world we want to do. In fact, leave little baggies of cocaine in the lockers at the White House. But you know what? You guys, you guys, uh, you can't do that. We're going to have, you're going to be eating a cricket sandwich on dirt bread. That's what you're going to eat. <laughs> Go, get it. Go get out there. There's a salamander sandwich waiting for you. <laughs> Hold it, hold it. The salamander must be an endangered species protected animal somewhere. You know what? No salamanders for you. That's hilarious, Biggs, because you know what? We didn't even think about that. But if we switch over to eating insects, they're going to run into that faction of the party, which is like, well, you know, we're disproportionately eating certain insects and it's (laughs) harming ecosystems in certain communities and – Oh, oh, it's yeah. so dumb. It's just a dumb way to live, you know? And uh, I don't doubt they feel the same way about us, uh, but it's, it's, this is the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive, is the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Uh, Andy Biggs is on the phone, superstar representative from the great state of Arizona. Uh, the other thing I would throw at you, because I find this funny, is there's a lot of pieces popping up this week about Biden. It's a lot of people in the Democratic Party. The New York Times oh. wrote a piece. Axios wrote a piece saying, uh, you know, it would seem to be that there's some, like, backroom discussions about putting someone else on the ticket as long as their name isn't Kamala Harris. Do you think there's a world where they're going to try to talk Biden out of running again? Um, yes, and they have Kamala do it because Kamala speaks in those terms. <laughs> Let me explain A-I. Oh, that's great. It's two letters, Joe. Two letters, A and I. So, do, do you, Oh, my gosh. What do you think of my theory here? Okay. She yeah. said it that way because that's exactly how she was briefed. Like, they had to brief her. 
<laughs> yeah. kn- knowing, you know, she has the intellect of a three-year-old. Now, Kamala AI. It's two letters is what it is. They abbreviated to say two were letters. Not, were you not surprised that she didn't have a couple of those ch- children's blocks with an A and an I? There's a picture of a cow on one side, the car on the other. I was stunned that, that she was able to actually get that out. But come on. Is there something weird about her? It's AI, and then she gives you that cackle. (laughs) (laughs) Good grief. It's hard to watch, man. It is. It is. No wonder the world world thinks we're nuts. We think we're nuts. We got got Biden. um, You know, he doesn't know where he is. He thought he was in India the other day. Um, You've got Kamala with AI. Yeah, it's scary. uh, and, and And then our military... Is is wanting everybody to be woke and DEI Listen, is the most look, important. Now, thing. I'm going to jump in there because we don't we don't want hurt feelings on the battlefield, Biggs. Their job is to go in there and blow people up, but it's not to hurt their feelings. Remember that we're going to blow these people up and make them feel like they were tolerated and included. Yeah, yeah they're putting the shell in, in the big gun. No, don't worry. This is going to hurt you worse than me. I'm really sorry about <laughs> no, it. We're gonna, nothing, nothing personal. We're, no, no, we're writing love on all of our missiles now, and they're going to have a pride flag, and it's, it's going to say love. Rainbow, rainbow bullets, you know. No, it's great. It's it's great. We're going to be wiping out civilians with all these munitions we're sending over there, but it'll they'll feel loved as they go down. Oh. That's the important thing. Oh, my God. Priorities, Biggs. Uh, happy Friday. Get the hell out of the swamp if you haven't already, okay? Absolutely. 116 in the desert this week, Jimmy. Ooh, put on You're- a jacket. <laughs> you you came in at a good time. It was only 108. Yeah, I came in in the dead of winter, 108. That's <laughs> so funny. Good stuff, my man. We'll do it again. All right. Take care, Be Jim. well. There he goes, the great Andy Biggs. Just laughing at the state of ridiculousness in this country. Uh, and you can't not look at this country. You can't. You cannot look at this country and feel like you could have confidence in the leadership. Because the leadership is ridiculous. Like Biden went over earlier in the week, okay? He had his big meeting with King Charles. I don't remember that ever happening. Okay, but it did happen. And the video of King Charles like walking him around, like keeping an arm on him to make sure he doesn't go the wrong way. You understand King Charles knows what's going on. People who are meeting Biden go, oh, I get it. He's a little bit out of it. You know, he has moments where they shoot him up with B-12 and he kind of holds it together. But he has a lot of like doddering moments. And then you get the Kamala thing, which, again, she's just stupid, okay? Maybe she's a nice person. I don't know. But she's very uncomfortable in her own skin, and she's stupid. And what's happening is you're seeing America on the world stage become less of a leader. You know, I always say this. You hear a term a lot, read the room. But if you're a comedian, your job is not to read the room. It's to lead the room. It's to establish the terms of the negotiation. Hey, I'm in charge. I'm the only guy with a mic. This is how the game's going to go tonight. Okay, we're going to have a good time. Don't take it seriously, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all the things you got to do. Okay, when you're America, when you're the world's greatest superpower, you're supposed to lead the room. You're supposed to have people in high visibility positions who are demonstrating leadership at every turn. When the president of the United States is literally being held by the arm like a stone toddler and walked past an honor guard so he doesn't go the wrong way, we're not showing any form of leadership is the real concern. And then you can boil it down to individual issues and how they seem to be failing the country. But it really just starts at the tippy, tippy top. You know, we have uh, an administration right now that just really looks like wildly incompetent. 
just wildly incompetent. And there's nobody on the world stage that's taking direction from our media. You know what I'm saying? Like the media will get on TV. No, no, this guy's got it. It's one of my favorite clips today. Okay, Eugene Washington uh, Robinson over on MSNBC, straight clown. Listen to him shilling for Biden, clip 17. Anybody who's spent any time with Joe Biden since he's been in the Oval Office knows that the reality is nothing like the, the, the dystopian picture that the Republicans are trying to paint of, of this senile, doddering uh, president, and, and he's as sharp as a tack. And, and, you know, this NATO summit, I just thought, was stunning. When you look at the NATO expansion, when you look at how NATO now Rounds the, the the Baltic Sea uh, in a way that was unimaginable. When you look at the the summit itself, you know NATO doesn't do anything without American leadership. Period. And uh, despite what what generations of French presidents would like you to believe, in fact, it is it is U.S. leadership that that shapes NATO and that moves NATO forward. And uh, it, this is Joe Biden. It is it is remarkable the statecraft that has led us to this point. And uh, they say you know U.S. elections are not usually decided on on foreign policy, but I, I think people just have to give the so look, it's really an extraordinary achievement. Can you imagine being that stupid? <laughs> he says Joe Biden is sharp as a tack. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, sharp as a tack, ladies and gentlemen. But this is the problem with the media right now. Like the actual the, journalism in this country is dead and buried. Totally. But you understand it's in the common interest of the whole country. If you have a president who's in a state of cognitive decline, as this guy appears to be. OK, then the media should be reporting on that for the safety of the rest of us, for the safety of Biden himself. OK, Joe Biden is walking on and off stage and getting lost. He's shaking hands with invisible people. He's tripping over sandbags. OK, and I don't begrudge him that that could happen to any of us. But that doesn't mean we should be in charge of the country. Bingo. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth. Here on Fox Across America, I'm taking my radio talents to your television after this. I'll be on with Jesse Waters tonight, 740 Eastern Standard Time on the Fox News Channel if you're into that sort of thing. And then I am off the grid this weekend. Be finishing up a book, working on some writing. Jenny and Lincoln are out of town. You know, people, it's funny when, uh, you know, if you're not married with a child, okay, and you, you know, you hear like, oh, you got an empty house, it's going to get... Rowdy, it's going to get nuts over at your place this weekend. Oh, man, me and the dog ain't doing a damn thing. I might hear from the cat for a minute or two, but a little writing, a little nothing. I ain't moving, man. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know how you spend a weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen, but have fun. Whatever you're doing, if you're working, I'll be working. I'll be writing and stuff like that, but have fun. Just go have fun. Okay, this is every day. We spend so much time fighting over politics and worrying about the future of the country, okay? But the, you have to live in the present of the country. 
And this is a country that gives you so many fun options at your disposal. Hit a button on your phone, any food you want in the living room. Hit a button on your phone, any pants you want in the living room. Hit a button on your phone, any woman you want in the living room. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. Well, you can get the boys, too. Uh, but I doubt you read about that part in the Bible. Whatever you're into. But the point is, <laughs> it's Friday. You live in America. You are amongst the world's 1%. Forget the Bernie Sanders 1%. If you live in America, you have hit the lottery by virtue of the fact that you fell out of a woman's body. Yes, a woman right here in this country. So the mass has ended. Happy Friday. Go out and enjoy your freedom. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.